worship you, bless your gathering in this place. Good morning, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. It's truly a blessing to one more time gather in his presence together collectively in this virtual way. I'm grateful for another day in the presence of the Lord um, as we continue to pray for our, our country and our community as we still are dealing with so much stress, anxieties, and ongoing issues. We thank God that regardless of our situation, he is still God. Uh, he is still in control. And we are suffering in a sin-sick world. Uh, but yet our present situation does not predict our future situation. Uh, the hope we have in the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the hope to know that this soon shall pass, uh, so to encourage us to continue to look to our God in the midst of all of our trials and tribulations, our hardships, our pain, and our difficulties, to know we serve a God who is able to see us, hear us, and uh, deliver us. And so with that in mind, let us turn to him in prayer as we surrender to hear a word from him, a word of hope, a word of encouragement to help us continue to walk this earthly journey in the presence of his spirit. Let us pray. Mighty God, we are desperate for your word. We're desperate for your presence. Uh, We're desperate just to see transformation come. And so, God, we ask right now uh, that you hear us, uh, you see us. Father, we are broken. Uh, We are hurting. Uh, But we thank you that you are good. You are love. You are healing. So, God of comfort, comfort us. God of peace, grant us your peace. God of mercy, continue to show us your mercy. And may we continue to walk out and show our gratitude and our appreciation of how great is your love towards us. Now, Father, as we open up your word, we open up our hearts that we might see Jesus and have your word hidden in our heart, that we might not sin against you. In Jesus' great name, Lord, we pray. Amen. As we open up our Bibles to Judges the 16th chapter, excuse me, Judges the 13th chapter, I will ask us to continue to think about how regardless of what we're dealing with, regardless of what we're going through, uh, we serve a God that is able to bring us through. And so with that in mind, I would like us to just think about how great it is that our God is in control, how great it is to know that our God has our best interests in mind. And so when we think about this, I want to deal with in Judges how, again, Judges once again do evil in the sight of the Lord, but yet God is able to help them. God is able to see them and minister to them. And so when we look at our text, we're picking up now in the verse uh, 8 of this 13th chapter. The angel of the Lord has presented himself uh, to the wife of Manoah and gave her the instructions of a Nazarite vow that uh, Samson is to hold by from birth until his death. And the husband was not present. And so he wants to get instructions as well from the man of God uh, that came to uh, his wife. 
And so as we look at this, we want to talk about how God will keep you and you need to keep God's word. God's choice of people, hallelujah, are not based on their resume uh, because God has shown that he is able to use from the rich to the poor, uh, to those strong, to the weak. Uh, God has used countless people to do great things and and be great examples of faithfulness as he has used some who are also flawed characters uh, who are also used for victory uh, for his kingdom. And so I want to highlight here that our faithfulness to our God does not depict how God will use us, but it just shows us how great he is. That regardless of my pitfalls, regardless of my downfalls, regardless of my shortcomings, it does not hinder the work that God can do through his his children, his people, his vessel. And so God has used great and the small, the mighty and the weak, uh, the poor and the rich, those who have great characters and attributes and those who are greatly flawed with uh, great character detriment. But one thing in common is that God is sovereign to do as he pleases. And so we must encourage one another to know that God can use anybody. So will we make ourselves available uh, to be used? Because God will use us for his glory. His will will be done. And so can we be partners in this will? So I want to encourage us to worship the Lord with our faithful obedience as we understand that God can use us how he wants to use us as we faithfully follow him and follow his word and his instructions. Let's look at our text today as we see how Manoah wants to follow these instructions and his word in verses eight through nine of the New Living Translation of Judge 13 chapter. It says, then Manoah prayed to the Lord, saying, Lord, please let the man of God come back to us again. And give us instructions about this son who is to be born. God answered Manoah's prayer and the angel of God appeared once again to his wife as she was sitting in the field. But her husband Manoah was not with her. I want to highlight again. The prayer was answered by God, but the man of God did not directly again appear to Manoah, but appeared again to Manoah's wife. Uh, so Manoah's wife is already exemplified her faith and trusting in the word of God and given the instructions to her husband of how they will have a child and this child will maintain this Nazarite vow. She she held on to those instructions of the word of God. She treasured these instructions and shared them um, with her husband and and that the promise that God is going to come to them and her commitment and their commitment to collectively to raise their son uh, with this Nazarite vow. Manoah shows his faith as well in trusting in God's word, but wanting more clarity, wanting to understand uh, what will his son do. So this is kind of like a proud father moment, right? He wants to know how great is my son going to be? If God is going to do this uh, for my son, uh, what will his vocation be? What will his life uh, be like? What would be the journey of his walk that I need to prepare to train him uh, for? And so the angel comes and, and, and Manoah made this prayer, but his wife was not within. So God answered his prayer and sends the angel. Uh, but yet the prayer of, the, of Manoah is answered indirectly again to the wife. Uh, the Lord did not appear directly to him, but to his wife as he was not present. So verse 10, verse 11 says, so she quickly ran 
and told her husband, the man who appeared to me the other day is here again. Manoah ran back with his wife and asked, are you the man who spoke to my wife the other day? Yes, he replied, I am. Manoah can now ask his question directly to the man of God. So Manana asked him, when your words come true, what kind of rules should govern the boy's life uh, and work? Uh, the angel shows that his message to the wife is good and what they are um, to follow. Notice how the, the angel responds back uh, to Manoah. And I'm, I'm saying the angel now, but Manoah and his wife are not really understanding who this messenger is. They understand that this is a, a splendoring, wondering man of God. Uh, but Manoah is understanding that this might be a prophet, might be a, a, spe- a, a speaker. But yet we know that this is the angel of the Lord. But we're going to get to that revelation a little bit later. But I want to preface that as I'm already saying angel, but they're not understanding. Manoah and his wife are not truly understanding, comprehending that this is the angel of the Lord speaking uh, to them. Verse 13 says, the angel of the Lord replied, be sure your wife follows the instructions I gave you. Basically, he's saying that what I already instructed the wife is good enough. And so this is going to be the walk of life. He's going to have a Nazarite vow. The angel Lord quotes the Nazarite vow uh, from Numbers 6 and 4. And it reads this way, New American Standard Version. I want to highlight this. says, all the days of his separation, he shall not eat anything that is produced by the grapevine from the seeds, even to the skin. Verse 14 uh, of Judges of 13 says that she should not eat anything that comes from the vine, nor drink wine or strong drink, nor eat any unclean thing. Let her observe all uh, that I uh, commanded. The vow gives the father that the son is to be devoted to the Lord in a Nazarite vow for his life. Uh, the Nazarite vow was a voluntary vow given, and it was for a time period. And at the end of the time period, they would cut their hair and shave their hair and make a sacrifice. But Samson was going to have to hold this vow until death. So the obedience to this vow demonstrates the person's intense focus of God's special help in a crucial time. The not touching a dead body part of this vow shows the observance of the ceremonial cleanliness uh, law called for priests to be ceremonially clean and presentable before God. So therefore, this this totality of this vow is a constant call to walk before the presence of God each and every day. And so Manoah is grabbing this and he's grateful for these instructions. So he wants to still uh, in the process, grateful for this presence, he wants to seek to offer food and hospitality uh, to this messenger, this man of God. And so verse 15, it says, then Manoah said to the angel of the Lord, please stay here until we can prepare a young goat for you to eat. The angel of the Lord declines to eat and directs Manoah to present a burnt offering uh, to the Lord. I, I, I The angel says, I will stay. The angel of the Lord replied, but I will not eat anything. However, you may prepare a burnt offering as a sacrifice to the Lord. Manoah did not realize it was the angel of the Lord. So now Manoah looks to know the name of the visitor. Verse 17. Then Manoah asked the angel, Lord, what is your name? For when all this comes true, we want to honor you. But the name is too wonderful to know. Look how the angel responds in verse 18. 
Why do you ask my name? The angel Lord replied, it is too wonderful for you to understand. Let's walk through and unpack this here. Manoah wants to know what he's supposed to do to raise his son. The instructions have already been given faithfully to his wife, who faithfully holds on to these instructions and repeats them to her husband. The angel confirms that what Manoah's wife said is good. He says, just listen to what I've already told your wife. But for Manoah's benefit, the angel repeats it again, confirming again what was already given to his wife. I want to highlight here that as we're following God, sometimes we need to consistently remind ourselves what God calls us to do. There's a situation here that you can see the repetition of the calling and the obedience uh, for Samson, not only for Samson, but for his parents, because they will raise their son. So they, too, need to know these precepts, know these instructions of, of how to raise their son in according to the call of God. How true this is in our lives that we must continue to remind ourselves so it will become habitual in our lives that we do the things that show that we are called and obedient to the call and work of God. God calls us and tells us many things. And so we got to spend some time in prayer and seeking God and and ask for confirmation, ask for leading and guiding. And sometimes we just need to be still. And know that God is in control. There's times in our lives that we need to spend some time in his word and reminding ourselves what we are to do. Because if it's true to the matter, we know what we should do, but we don't do what we should do. And the word of God can convict us as we can open up his word. And you can read how you must forgive one another. A person might come to your mind that you have not forgiven that you need to go and say, you know what, I need to forgive. This person, the word of God will open and say, turn the other cheek. And it might come to your remembrance. There was a person you didn't turn the other cheek to, but yet you've decided to speak harshly towards that person. But maybe you might read the word of God. Proverbs 15 1 says a gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. And while you're reading that text, you'd be convicted again that maybe I didn't respond in the right way when somebody got in my You will read the word of God and let you know, be anxious for nothing, but in all things, make your supplication known to the Lord with thanksgiving and God of peace that transcends all understanding will guard your heart and your mind. So in the moment of your anxiety, in the moment of your stress, you'll remind you that I can put it in God's hands. And at times you're feeling stressed out. And one, now you can remind yourself that Jesus says, come, come, all you who are heavy laden for my yoke is easy and my burden is like come and find rest uh, uh, for your soul. So when we open up God's word, it can remind us and encourage us of the good things that God has in store for us and how we need to trust him and depend on him better than we ever had before. And this is a growing process because we know that we are fallible. We are weak. We are prone to do things that cause us to sin because our flesh is still weak. And that's why we have to pray for the spirit is willing that we fall not into uh, temptation. And we notice here in Judges, right, all around them is idolatry and sinning happening upon them. And it's heavily influenced. And we are influenced by our society and our community, whether you admit it or not. 
we change the way we dress because of our culture and our society. Not too many people you might be walking around seeing wearing butterfly collars and bell-bottom pants. Not too many people walking around now in platform shoes, going into work in leisure suits. We we change because society changes. We modify, but we got to make sure that we don't lose our direction, that we are not losing our purpose and the calling that God calls us to, that we are walking in obedience to his will. That's why they have to be reminded that your son should be set apart. Your son shall be different. Your son shall be a reflection, shall be an image, will be a model to the community that God is working in him, through him, and for him to begin the deliverance of the people from the Philistines. So when we are walking out our life in God, we too should be a beacon of light, a model of remembrance, an example to others that regardless of what we're going through, our God is still working in us, through us, and for us. And so let us look towards him for hope and encouragement. Let us keep his word as God is keeping us. So let us be faithful and obedient doing the work of God. And so when we look at this, that's why Manoah gets excited about, man, this is some good things that's going to happen. How can I honor the man that is doing these things for me, but also there's an underlining here that in our culture maybe it's not as the same, but there's power in knowing the name of somebody. And so here it is that he wants to know the name. And knowing the name is sort of kind of an ownership and and kind of maybe that an obligation to own something. And so here it is that he's trying to say, hey, I want to know your name. But now this is when we get blown away to find the presence of of God represented in the angel of God. It says that the angel will reply, it is too wonderful for you to understand. God shows us how wonderful he is in our lives, regardless of our pains, our problems, our issues, our flaws, our character deficiencies, that God is still a good, awesome, wonderful, marvelous God in our lives. The joy to know that God desires to be in our messed up sinful life as we are walking this earthly journey, but his love desires to pull us out from sin and walk in his marvelous life. He shows us that his love for us cannot be dampened, cannot be broken because his love is too great for us. And so God's sovereignty to show his love and to choose who he wants to choose is shown here when he chooses the wife of Manoah and Manoah to be the parents of a son who's going to begin the delivery of Israel. I'm going to highlight again. It says the begin. Samson did not complete it, but Samson begins the defeat of the Philistines. Now, I'm saying the Philistines. Think about it, right? Didn't David fight against the Philistines? So Samson is the beginning and the calling of this great victory that happened. But yet he does not give the totality of this victory. I want to, I'm trying to highlight some, some Christ echoes and and type reminiscence here because we have the promise of the angel of the Lord of a son to be born for delivery, but it's partial delivery. Samson also is the last declared judge in Judges before Samuel, who is the last judge acknowledged in his own book, who then crowns the next king, David, who can defeat the 
Philistines, but yet he does not complete everything. It says not till some 42 generations down from David that we get the one, the son, born of a virgin Mary, a more miraculous birth than of a barren woman, to be born of a virgin and to be born in poverty, but to become the king of glory and to complete, to say it is finished, to bring total delivery. Hallelujah. From sin. And so here it is that we can see how God can move in awesome, magnificent ways and choose people in peculiar situations, but yet give them purpose and power because it's according to his word. God is just too wonderful to show up in our lives in our time of need. He is just too good to leave us in a bad situation that he'll show up right when we need him because he is just so wonderful. He is so amazing. The angel of the Lord name is too wonderful to know. Is the angel of the Lord the son of God? That's the direction of theological question to think about how the angel of the Lord is a pre-incarnation example of God moving on behalf of the people. The, the title is all too wonderful. Kind of reminds us of Isaiah 9 chapter verse 6 says, for a child is born to us, a son is given to us, the government will rest on his shoulders and he will be called wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of of peace. The angel of the Lord shows up to speak uh, in times of intercession to deliver God's people. The angel of the Lord's presence represents God's desire to minister to men and women in times of pain and purpose to show them that, hey, I can pull you out of your situation for you could do great things for the glory. We also understand the man of God, the angel of the Lord that looks like the son of God that was showed up in the fiery furnace in Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, another opportunity of God interceding on, on people's behalf in hardships and pain to give them hope and to give them life. And so Manoah says, well, you're not going to eat this. And the angel says, I, I give you a suggestion. I, I'm not going to eat the food you have, but yet you can make an offering. You know, you're only supposed to give an offering unto God and to worship him and to and adore him. And so Judges 13 chapter verses 19 and 20 says, then Manoah took a young goat and a rain offering and offered it on a rock. As a sacrifice to the Lord and as Manoah and his wife watched it, the Lord did an amazing thing, a wondrous thing. And as the flames from the altar shot up towards the sky, the angel of the Lord ascended in the fire. When Manoah and his wife saw this, they fell with their faces to the ground in awe of the Lord. And in awe of the Lord from the wondrous event of the burnt offering in the presence of the Lord. And so the angel did not appear again to Manoah and his wife. Manoah finally arrived. It was the angel Lord. And he said to his wife, we will certainly die for we have seen God. But his wife said, if the Lord were going to kill us, he wouldn't have accepted our burnt offering. And we wouldn't have appeared to us and told us this wonderful thing and this miraculous. And so the Lord blesses them with child. When her son was born, she named him Samson, and the Lord blessed him as he grew up. And the Spirit of the Lord began to stir him while he lived in Manna, which is located between the towns of Zorah and Esther. And so here it is that they received this great message from God. They saw God. 
God blessed them and moved in their lives. So I want to encourage us to stand before him and to keep his word as he keeps us and realize that they, they too thought maybe we should die because we saw the Lord. But the wife rightly says that God would not have done this if he was going to kill us. And this is the thing about how great our God is, that he desires for us to have life and have life more abundant. He desires for us to know him and to see him. He desires for us to worship him and adore him. And so let us, too, have that same confidence and know that if the Lord were going to kill us, he, would have, he wouldn't have accepted our burnt offering and grain offering. He wouldn't have appeared to us and told us his, this wonderful thing and done these miracles. Think about the miracles God has done in your life. Think about how God has accepted your offerings and how we need to continue. We need to continue presenting offerings and serving him by keeping his word, by breaking our hearts before him. And a broken heart and a contrite spirit, that's what he desires. And so we know that God cares for us. He's going to keep us. So now let us keep his word. Well, let us follow his instructions so that we'll be set apart, that we'll be called out, that we'll be walking as vessels of holiness and righteousness as we surrender to his will. May we have his word hidden in our heart that we might not sin against him. May we continue to help others to know that there is a God, regardless of what we're going through, to know that our God is able to bring us through. May we help others to realize that our God is too good to leave us. So let us not get caught up in the situation of what we can't do, but think about what can God do. For man, it is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. So let us turn to him. Let us trust him. Let us believe in him. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for your care and you keep us. We thank you, Lord, that nothing can separate us from your love. And so, Father, may we walk in obedience according to your will. May we walk in obedience according to your word. May we have your word hidden in our heart that we might not sin against you. Help us, O oh God, to be the disciples you've called us to be, to bring change in this world as you change us from the inside out. Transform us, renew us, refresh us each and every day, almighty God, Lord, we pray. In Jesus' great name, Lord, we pray. Amen. Thank you so much, Zion. God bless you. Continue to uh, share these posts with one another. Continue to be able to give online or send your, your offers unto the Lord uh, through mail. And may you continue to pray one for another and be there one for another in this time. And remember that Jesus loves you and so do I. God bless.